0: Hey, everybody, it is Latasha, and this is episode 11 of the podcast, Power to Choose. And today, when I logged onto the dashboard, I had saw that there were 25 listens to this podcast, and I was just like, I just need to celebrate, yay! Celebrate good times. Come on. So, if you've been with me since number one, and I don't even know if that's because I know nothing about podcasting because I like to be transparent here, I don't even know if it's just one person that's listened multiple times or if it's really like different people that are listening. I don't even really care. I'm just going to go with the ignorance and just be excited that there were 25 listens to this podcast. But let me just tell you what the title of today is. Today, is my declaration to you to be unapologetic moving forward about a few things in this space of power to choose. Um, This place is for that high capacity woman who is going through moments each day where she feels like she is struggling just to keep her head above the water. And I'm hoping that this space is a place that encourages her to be the best version of her, both in the workplace and at home. I guess I should say that in the opposite way, at the home as well as in The workplace. And so here we will say things and we'll be interviewing people to encourage us to be that. And you might be asking yourself, Latasha, like, why are you talking about this on episode number 11? Like, shouldn't this have happened like in the intro when you started this podcast? And like I told you guys, you're really on a journey with me. I'm in this marketing program and I'm trying to be intentional about speaking to the people that I believe God called me to serve. And I want to be honest with you. Um, For so long, I've known who this audience was and I allowed, I use that word a lot, allowed, because see, that's the only way you can have awareness is you have to recognize what you're allowing in your life versus what you're choosing for your life. And so in this space, we talk about the importance of power to choose, but the only way that you know you can choose what's right for you is you need to know what are you allowing? Because again, we can't control what happens to us, but we can always control how we respond. And so let me just set the backstory for this. So I'm in this marketing program. I'm in this journey where they tell us you need to publish new content every single day. And so I have been. And since this pandemic happened, it helped me to just like rethink about some stuff. But one of the things I struggle with, and it's crazy, right? Like when I'm telling you this story, if this is resonating with you, I just want you to just stay with me and give me like a virtual amen. So like, you'll know something about who you are, And know something about how you'd want to work. And you'd know some things about how you want to live. And you know some things about things you want to tolerate. Yet, because it's so different from everybody that you know, you almost feel like either an anomaly, but not necessarily a good way. It's not like you feel bad about your choices and your decisions because you still make them. Like as high capacity women, we still make them. And even though like deep inside, I feel good about a choice that I made but outside it's like this backlash for things. Let me give you an example. So, I remember when I started traveling a lot and even when I've worked, you know, there was a point where I wasn't working and we broke we were broken, we ate out and then when I started working and we started making enough money where we could eat out, I started making this declaration and women always wanted to shame me because I would say stuff like, I don't make dinner, but I'll make dinner happen. So like <laughs> I feel like I have this parenting philosophy that when my kids are really, really little and they can't do for themselves, I was there for them 100%. But then as they got older... I backed up because I realized this was the training ground, like middle school and high school are the training ground for allowing them to be self-sufficient thinking individuals who can figure stuff out. Because I can't tell you how many people I talk to and they're talking about children and I'm thinking that they're talking about a little kid and it's literally like a 25 year old adult child and it blows my mind. So I knew from learning from others that I didn't want that because I wasn't that. And so my parenting philosophy, I used to share with people all the time. And then I started feeling bad because people wanted to make me feel bad because I wasn't like making lunches while they were in middle school and high school. And I'm like, no, then people would try to make me feel bad. Cause let me just be honest with you. And then I'll give you some, some results of my kids. I'm not trying to brag on them, but I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so in middle school, I would back away in high school. I would go to open house, me and my husband or just me, and what I would say to the teachers are this, I don't get involved with my kids' like learning process while they're in high school unless they need me. Like It is their responsibility to tell me that they need me. So often, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know their teachers' names in high school because I feel like in high school, that is the transition point of getting you ready for adulthood. And if I'm so involved, like I was when they were in elementary school, I'm not teaching them how to think and how to have conversations with adults and their peers to negotiate. And when it gets to the point, this was my theory, when they get to high school, if it gets to the point where the teacher and you are having a disagreement about something, where you know that you need an ally who's an adult, then I will come in. So my theory to the teachers are, you don't want to see me. (laughs) Like you don't want to see me because if you see me, you need to know that I'm coming in and I'm seeking to understand, but there's a conflict that has bubbled up to the point that it needs me to get involved. And that's just not a good thing (laughs) or it could be, but I'm just telling you that I'm not. And I can remember even teachers struggling with like my parenting choices. I remember one teacher when I knew my child could excel in in advanced classes and she said to me, Well, I don't think she would be happy. And I said, Well, it's not your job as a teacher to make sure that my kids are happy. Your job is to educate them and to provide them and to push them to the limit of where you think that they are, right? Like, it's not your job to make them happy. And, you know, people would struggle with those responses from me. But this is what I realized I realized as a person who trains adults, because that was my job before I went out back into the world of entrepreneurship, that there were so many adults. Who never learned the lesson that you need to know how to communicate effectively and have a conversation where resolution would happen. And you'd find yourself having conversations even with adults who didn't learn these lessons, like either in high school or just in life. And I knew I did not want that for my kids. So let's fast forward. I have two that are in college right now. And then I have one who is a sophomore. Oh, actually, he's going into his junior year in high school. And what I have to say for you is this. I've never had a kid repeat a grade. I've never had a kid fail a class. My two daughters that are in college are completely equipped. And I almost felt bad because when I dropped either one of them off at college, I need to let you know, I did not cry one tear. And it wasn't because I didn't miss my kid. I miss my, listen, my children, my family is my life for real like if you know me to the core of who i am i love them but i also realized that the best thing i could do for my kids as they go through the time where it really allows them to explore and to take some risk and to take some chances without um without too much of a repercussion because we could always be the safety net whether they know it's there or not but we could but allowing them to think Be thinkers, learn how to solve problems and understand education is important, but it's more than just the academic knowledge that you learn in high school, as well as college. I'm not even saying college is for everyone. And if you don't think that college is for your child, that's why even more my philosophy on high school on backing up and letting them explore and have conversations and learn how to navigate through some tough times with peer pressure and all of that like it's critical. At least that's my philosophy. And so far it's worked out well. <laughs> it's worked out well. Not that my kids are perfect. Please, nobody, you know, send me comments, whatever, your kids are, whatever. This is just the way that I've navigated this thing. My husband and I have just made this decision. This is the way we deal with raising our children. So why am I saying this to all of you right now? I'm saying this to you women right now because through this process of this approach, I've had to make some challenging decisions at times. I will give you an example of what made me so happy about this whole thing about raising kids who can think and solve problems. I remember one time I was traveling out of town. My husband had dropped our kids off at an at a, at a activity and the activity had been canceled. It was just my two older girls. At the time, they did not have phones. Cell phones were not as popular as they are right now. And my daughters were able to figure out a way to connect a Wi-Fi to reach out to me and say, mommy, um, this has been canceled and daddy left, right? So they weren't in a place that was not safe. They were inside of a building, but the class, but the class that they were attending had been canceled. Now, why am I sharing that story? Because I can't tell you how many kids, because they were in middle school at that time. I can't tell you how many kids would have had a meltdown and would not have known how to figure it out. They just wouldn't know how to figure it out. And so they then took those skills and now both of them are able to use those in college. And so why didn't I weep when I dropped them off in college? I didn't weep when I dropped them off in college is because I felt like my husband and I had did the best job that we could preparing these little children or these young adults to be able to survive in a different environment. And when things go differently or go wrong, they're able to know, how do you have a conversation with an adult? Well, they learned that in high school. How do you navigate through relationships when things are happening with your peers? They learned it in high school because I wasn't the mom who just jumped on their side. I'll give you another example. I remember my daughter, her cell phone had been stolen by somebody at a gym. And it was an iPhone. So her friends did some kind of thing where they were able to find out where the phone was. So I get the phone call. And when I arrive... (laughs) There's my one daughter in the middle of this circle of all these people who are just mad that someone stole their phone. They found the phone and blah, 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 right? So then I pull up and my daughter looks at me. Now, mind you, everybody is like, oh my gosh, oh, this is so terrible. This girl stole her phone. It's so terrible. And they're all boo-hoo crying and she's crying and they're rubbing her back and everything. And as soon as she saw my face, she was like, my question to her was, where was your phone? Well, mom, I just put it down for a minute. Hold on. Where was your phone? Well, I had put it on a certain bench in the gym and then I walked away. And that's my point. You didn't value that possession. And so I said, and no one was hurt. I said, we're all good. We're all good. I said, it's under warranty. We're good. Because she got it back and it was like this mangled, crushed up piece of junk. And so I said, you have this. We're all good. Y'all can all go home. Everybody's safe. I don't need to know about that little girl. We're going to be fine. Because the lesson was, is that if you care about something, you should take care of it. That that was the story. So then she gets in the car and I'm in the car. And she said, I knew when you got here, you wouldn't feel bad for me. I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because first of all, it's something material. So I'm not going to beat up some other little girl just for stealing something of yours. That by the way, if you really valued it, it would have been on your possession. But then the second point to this is it could be replaced. It could be fixable. I have a real good relationship with the people at the Apple store. So we went from there to the Apple store. I explained what happened. And within 15 minutes, she had a brand new phone. And so then I said, send this phone. Now, what was the bigger piece? I also had to teach her another learning lesson. And the second learning lesson was, is that hurt people hurt people. And so the next day, you know, we had to go into the principal's office and I'm having a conversation with the principal with her and um, the principal started to talk about this little girl. And I said, well, you know what? I I I don't want to press any charges. I said, matter of fact, I feel bad for the little girl. And I said, but at the end of the day, my daughter shouldn't have left her phone somewhere that was accessible to somebody to be tempted with it. I said, so all is well, all is forgiven. Because in that moment, I had to make a decision. And what I was trying to teach my daughter is sometimes when we choose, we need to show grace. We need to show love. Maybe that one situation will be something that will stick with that little girl to help her realize that you know, somebody thought more of me or, oh my gosh, somebody gave me a second chance. So why am I saying all of this stuff today? I'm saying all this stuff today is because I am here with you, you high capacity moms that are like in situations and in scenarios where you're trying to do stuff and and raise your kids the best way you can without feeling the guilt of other people's decisions on your choices. And I wanna tell you that I'm so excited that, like right now, even in my life, even being freed from feeling bad about saying that I wanted to help y'all, women, (laughs) women, (laughs) hear me, women, hear me roar. ah, Um, I'm excited about that, and I tell those scenarios to say that although I took some non-traditional ways, what I really wish that I would have had. When I was making these decisions as that high capacity woman that was working, who was really involved with community things and also wanted to be the best wife and mother that she could for her kids and then still be avail- do a valuable contribution for the organization that I worked for, is because I had to do a lot of non-traditional things to do that. And I so wish so often that I had a tribe of women that I could have those conversations without wearing the mask and putting up the barriers of the other things. Because part of the reason I wanted to work is because it was something that's really important to me. And then there's just other things that I like to do that I wish I had girlfriends who didn't feel like they needed to choose. Do I work or do I stay at home with the kids? But in both ways, I feel like it was like a win-lose scenario. I wanted to be with people like me. There's a great movie that Sarah Jessica Parker was in and she said, I don't know how she does it. There's a line in that movie that I love so much when she says to her husband at the end, like, I need to work. And if I didn't work, you wouldn't like who I was. And it was like such a liberating moment in that movie, but I loved it because it really showed the different dynamics and the choices and the guilt and all the things that we feel as women who are married, who choose to work and choose motherhood at the same time. So I just, I know our podcast was a little longer today than normal, But I wanted to let you know that if all the things I said today resonated with you, lady, that's on the other side of the microphone, then you are in the right place. You are with your people. You are with somebody who gets it. And I'm not saying what I have done is perfect, but I can tell you that I understand and I want you to understand that it began with some whole this whole concept of knowing that I had the power to choose and so do you. So until tomorrow, have a good day. Bye.